In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, do not think I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Startling words of, from Jesus, and they seem to contradict our notions of the Prince of Peace and the usual message of love and forgiveness that we associate with Jesus. This is his message, but he knew that following his way would cause dissension, cause discord and conflict between peoples, neighbors, and within families. Matthew wrote this somewhere between 50 and 70 AD to record his memories of life with Jesus. The little community of believers that had formed the church, you call it, was in deep trouble. They had very few years of experience living as followers of Jesus, and their way of living was startling to the society around them. The way they looked and the way they dressed was very unusual for the day. Jesus had taught them that a gospel community was a group in which every person was seen as equal in the eyes of God. But the society around them was strongly committed to the order of the Roman Empire. Our gospel shows how much trouble this new community of Christians could expect in order to be faithful. A community that was in complete opposition to the norms of their day. A community in which women and slaves and people from other countries all gathered together to make decisions jointly to support and guide their new community. They had been thrown out of the synagogues and they faced death when they refused to worship images of Roman gods. Jesus is giving his disciples their final instructions, and it is crucial <clears throat> that they understand their commitment. He's sending them out as missionaries on a preaching mission throughout all of Israel. He declares that he has not come to bring peace, but a sword that will create divisions even within families. He warns them that they will know conflict even with those who are closest. Becoming a disciple of Jesus could make a person an outcast from his family. Family members see things from different points of view, or maybe that's just our family. We knew, know that to be true, even today with a lot of people, the disciples will face disruption in their families. They'll face a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, daughter-in-law against her daughter-in-law. The new family that follows Jesus may take the place of the original family that is torn apart by religious dissension. This shouldn't be a surprise to you and me today. Even committed Christian, Christians have different opinions about different religions and moral issues of the day. 
Families don't always see eye to eye, and they approach issues from different points of view. This is true on a number of important issues that we're dealing with daily, such as birth control and abortion, the death penalty, the drug epidemic, same-sex marriage, and other gender issues. Within each family, different responses, different reactions are predictable, and conflict is inevitable. And television news channels play an important role in forming our opinion. At family gatherings, aren't their subjects often avoided so as not to upset Great Uncle Harry or Aunt Hilda? The more certain we are that we know God's will on any subject, the more likely it is that others will react strongly and perhaps disagree. Jesus warns us that we are to love him more than any causes or any person. Listen again to Jesus' words. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life on my sake will find it. And this is the central paradox of the Christian life. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Following Jesus means taking up a cross and losing an older life in order to find new life that Jesus offers. It means letting go of the things we value to, in order to discover things that really matter. Letting go. It's so tempting to hold on to old ways of doing things, what we think will enrich our lives, only to find that our hands and minds are so tightly holding these things that we're unable to open them to receive the blessing that God has to give us. We need to let go of an attitude, a relationship, or even a thing. Losing something or someone may feel like a death, but it is the beginning of new freedom to live life fully with Christ and an opportunity to reassess the direction our choices are taking us. A former parishioner experienced a fire in the early morning hours, and after receiving her call, I immediately responded. I stood with her and watched as the fire engulfed her home and destroyed her lifelong treasures. What do you say in that moment? She turned to me and said, my family treasures are gone. And before I could respond, she said, they are only things. They are only things. The way of Jesus involves learning how to let go in many small ways each day. And Jesus said, do not think that I have come to bring peace on the earth. I have not come to bring peace, 
but a sword. A sword represented the division and conflict that arose when people stood up for their beliefs. Jesus wasn't promoting violence, but rather acknowledging the discomfort that being a Christian can cause. His message will not be universally accepted by everybody today. Standing up for one's beliefs may require sacrifice and facing opposition. It is a call to courage and perseverance in the face of adversity. Being a follower of Jesus can lead us to some pretty uncomfortable places. Are you up for the challenge?